Welcome back to the Get Published Summit. My name is Paul Brody, and I'm proud to serve as your host. And today we have another amazing guest. Zhang Tai is the best-selling author of Crush It with Kindle, an online marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, and business coach. Plus, he has a really nice British accent. Before going into business, John had a career as a corporate lawyer, but decided he wanted a different direction in life. John's mission today is to help experts and entrepreneurs share their message with the world so that they can build a successful business doing something they love, live life on their terms, and inspire others. And today we're going to talk about how a book can completely transform your business. John, welcome to GPS once again. Hi, Paul. Thank you for having me here. All right. And thank you for backing me up about the great British accent, by the way. <laughs> we appreciate it. So first question, what are the most important benefits of having a business book? Okay. Well, what I'm going to do here is I, I want to give you the, the what I think are the two single most important benefits. We can loop around and, and go into some of the other stuff. But the two things that I w really want people to take away from this is uh, positioning in your industry, in your niche, and lead gen. So a book is just the most fantastic positioning tool. There are many, many things we can do to position ourselves in our space and to, and to get known. Um, but a book is kind of fast tracks all of them. Um, so if there was, you know, whether it's podcasting or having a YouTube channel or a social media channel, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you know, there's all these different things we can do. Uh, we can guest on other people's shows like I'm, I'm doing right here with your uh, with your summit, which is which is great. But having a book is there's something about that. There's, well, there's a lot of things about that. And we'll, di we'll dive into that later. But but a book does more and it does it faster. And that's a counterintuitive thing, which is that it's actually you can do it way faster than you think if you know what the system is. So positioning you in your industry as that leading thought leader, that industry expert, and so on, which, of course, leads to the second thing I mentioned, which is lead generation. People discover you through your book directly. They'll pick up the book. Or you you could do a Dream 100 strategy and give your book out to people. That's a great way of doing it as well. Very, very cheap. It's just the cost of printing the book. Um, so people discover you through the book, and they come to you and want to work with you. So, so they become like super hot prospect leads. But also indirectly that book through the positioning through having the book you get invited to do stuff beyond interviews beyond summits beyond podcasts and again that exposes you to a, a, a bunch of people who somebody else has already created that audience and you get to step in front of that audience that you've not had to you you had to work to create the book but you haven't created the audience you just step in front of that audience and, and talk about your stuff and some of those people will start following you so it's a great lead gen tool as well and the people that it attracts by definition, are going to be highly interested in whatever product or service it is that you have to offer. So those are the two key things, is positioning you as that thought leader, that expert in your niche and uh, and lead generation. So well, those also, are the two things. It also breaks down barriers too. And that's the other thing. People get to know, like, and trust you with the book because you give someone a business card, it's going to go in the trash most likely. But you give them yeah. an autograph copy of your book, going, hey, would love to work with you. Let me know whenever you're ready. One, they're not going to throw it out because they're going to put it in the library. They've mm -hmm. got, because no one ever throws out an autograph copy of a book. No. And the other part of that is when they actually do read the book, then they get to know, like, and trust you a little bit more because they get to see you, your philosophy, your viewpoint. And it really just helps take down those barriers. 
hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And what you said about you know writing in the copy of the book—that's which that's a great strategy. And and for anybody that doesn't know this, once your book is published, whether it's through, uh, you know, and you can do physical copies, so you can have your different versions: your Kindle or your ebook, your paperback, your hardback, and so on. Um, but you can get a paperback copy of most books for about four dollars three or four pounds depending where you are um it's basically the cost of printing and then shipping on top of that you can get a box of books shipped you know relatively inexpensively and so as a marketing tool you give that to somebody and it goes on their shelf in the library um it's signed by you it has a high perceived value because even though the monetary value of a book isn't huge the perceived value because of the information is high and of course it sets you apart as as a kind of a kind of a celebrity in your niche um and it's and just as a little aside here this is when i talk about being you know uh known in your niche um and positioning and, and this is the best kind of fame you're not going to get stopped by random people going down the street but you know people who need to know you to be able to bring you in and and have you as a um a, you know become clients of yours they're the people that will know you so it's the kind of best of both worlds you you only get known by the people that you want to know you and you can you get to live the rest of your life just as a normal person nice yeah and that's one of the nice things that goes along with that what about the time and difficulty involved <clears throat> in writing and publishing a business mm. book? well yeah a really good point and this is so i'm guessing that you know if, if people were watching this summit they're obviously either working on a book thinking about a book maybe they've they've uh, they've done a book already um that puts them ahead of the game because what typically happens is most people you know they've got a ton of knowledge and that's the, this is the first thing i want to say is if you've never even started writing your book but you like the idea the good news is you've done most of the hard work the hard work is having the expert knowledge so you've you've you spent how many years it was developing your skill set in, in your in your niche your industry so you've done the hard work the relatively easy part and there are some tricks to this but the easy part is to get that knowledge out onto um uh, onto paper and there, there are systems for this and i'll come to those in a second but before i do that what i wanted to say was that um because your competitors probably do not know these systems unless they're on the same summit and they're following the same people as you are, um, they're just going to think, well, I haven't got time to write a book. It's going to take me months, maybe years, and I don't know how to publish it. I don't know what the mechanics are. And so what it does is they take themselves out of the game before they even get to the start line. They just convince themselves it's not something they can do for a whole variety of reasons. Um, and that's really important because if you're listening to this, uh, you are you're obviously at the very least thinking about it. And so what I want to explain now is how it's relatively easy. So a couple of things here. I'll, I'll come to the mechanics briefly in a second. But um, one of the things that I do with all of my clients, if they come to me and they haven't written the book already, is go through a process of really clarifying what book they should write because the reality is not only do they have a load of expert knowledge but they have enough knowledge probably to write several different books so we go through a process and and you can do this anybody can do this at home i have a series of exercises that i take people through but basically the the premise is figuring out what your superpower is you know what it is that you're very good at and what do you love to do where can you add a ton of value to your clients um what your who your ideal ideal client is you know who are the 
clients that in the past think about them that you've had the most fun working with? Who are the clients who are willing to pay that are the lowest maintenance um, that you get to do this this thing that is your superpower for? Um, and then once you've figured out those two things, what your superpower is and who your ideal clients are, the next part, the third part, uh, is is really easy. The third part is just creating your irresistible offer. And your irresistible offer basically almost writes itself because you know what it is you want to do and who you want to do it for. And you kind of align those two. And, and, and typically they will be very, very aligned anyway. Um, and so knowing who it's for and, and what you want to do for them, you can create an offer which for, would be kind of a no-brainer offer because you're adding so much value to that perfect client. And once you have those three things, that kind of tells you what to write in your book. And by the way, superpower, ideal client, and irresistible offer gives you the acronym SPICIO. So that's how I... That, that's something I came up with to help people remember that process. So Spicio. So once you've gone through that Spicio, those three exercises, you have a much more focused idea of who it is you want to write the book for and what it is you want to say in the book, because you kind of know what problem you are solving for that person. This is also basically a, 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 a kind of an 80-20 principle sort of rework of the business. If, you, if, you've, if you're not already doing this in your business, you can actually change the direction of your business as well to really focus in on those high-value clients, the clients that uh, generate the most revenue. So it works for the business and works for the book simultaneously. So you're killing two birds with one stone there. So now you've gone through this process. Now, of all the, of the three or four or five different books you could write, you know the single book you need to write. And also, you're not writing War and Peace. It's not going to be a three or a 400 or 500 page book, you could probably get it out in, I don't know, but let's say it's instead of being a hundred thousand word book, it's a 30 or a 40,000 word book. So relatively short, but you can cover a ton of stuff in there that's very highly relevant and actionable for those people. And there's a whole series of steps you can go through to make sure you're putting the right stuff in. We haven't really got time to cover those that level of detail today, but hopefully that gets across the point that it's not as big and scary as it, as you think it might be once you drill down into who it's for and you narrow down the focus of actually you're not trying to tell them every single thing you know you're just trying to solve help them solve a specific problem which is built around whatever that irresistible offer would be so uh that massively cuts and that exercise by the way you can do that in a couple of hours you can do it in the morning um and that dramatically cuts down the amount of time it takes because you know exactly what you got to include it's and it's very um uh, it's very defined um and then there are processes and what i would say to the quickest way of writing a book now is to uh turn that um the, the sort of content that you want to cover into a series of questions sort of stories questions case studies because we learn through stories so stories are great um and, and and write them down, kind of bullet point them out into a series of, of of questions, and then just speak them, answer the questions, record yourself, get that transcribed, and you can AI can transcribe that in seconds, and then you've got a a very rough spoken transcript. It's not going to be good enough to publish, but what you can then do is hand it across to an editor, who can polish it up. They can keep it in your authentic voice but turn it into something that sounds as if it's been written and not spoken because you can always tell if something's been spoken and just transcribed. So they will polish it up into something which is worthy of being a book, but still sounds like you, still uses the kind of language and, and so on that you use. So that, And that's really important. It's, that's why it's a better process, in my opinion, than just simply ghostwriting where you hand it over to somebody else because if you do it this way where you speak it and it's your stories and your your explanation – if you're ever talking to a client or if you're giving a presentation, for example, on your subject area, what you say at that 
talk is completely congruent with what is in the book. So if they've read the book, there's not some kind of weird disconnect. You know, it's you in the book and it's you speaking to them. And that uh, so that really helps as well. So that makes it a better book. Um, and you can speak if you know your subject. Like so the way I'm the kind of speed I'm speaking right now as I'm explaining this, I'm probably speaking at about uh, 10,000 words an hour which is a heck of a lot, certainly eight to two ten thousand words an hour. So if you're looking at maybe a 30,000 word book, you could in theory speak that book in three or four hours and then hand it across to an editor to, to polish it up for you. So that is how you get the book done quickly. You narrow the focus down to something very clearly defined that high, it's highly aligned with what you want to achieve in your business and who you want to attract and of course, then now the book is perfectly tailored to that ideal client. It's like a, it's like a perfect magnet for that client. And then you speak the book and you hand it over to the expert professional editor to actually polish it up for you. So you can get the book done really, really quickly. Um, and again, pe but people don't know this, so they never get to the start line. So if you're listening to this now, you know now you you, you can uh, you can make it a reality while, while your competitors don't. And are there any other important benefits of a business book in addition to those that you've already mentioned? Yeah. So what I'll do is um, just first grab a grab some water. Talking of uh, talking at eight to ten thousand words an hour. <clears throat> so I'll I'll give you a list of kind of the key things. I think there are nine key uh, benefits. And if there's any you want to loop back to and go into more detail, happy to do that. So first one I've already spoken about, which is which is lead generation. Very, very, very powerful lead gentle. And there's a ton of different ways you can use the book um, to create leads. The second one is multiple income streams. So uh, people think of books and they immediately think of royalties. Now, the royalties can be nice, but for a business author, the royalties... If it's done the right way, the royalties, however big they are, are going to be like the cherry on the cake. The cake is going to be the back the back end business. Okay, so royalties great, but there's so much more than just royalties, and there are multiple income streams that a book can support. Uh, the next one is you educate your prospects. So um, the book is you're teaching them, um, you're helping them to sort of understand how to solve that problem, and in, it, it, you know it's intuitive as you do that 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 they understand that you're the person who has the knowledge and the skills to be able to do that for them if they need help with it. Um, so you're educating your prospects, which is great. That builds up a lot of rapport, a lot of re reciprocity and trust. But at the same time as it does that, it also massively um, lowers your marketing costs because uh, you know, you're know you marketing through education. They're actually paying you to buy the book. And, and so you're actually getting paid to um, market to people. Um, but because it's educational, it kind of flies under the, uh, the sales radar and actually builds trust rather than taking away from trust and and because you're educating them it also massively shortens the sales cycle particularly if you have i mean obviously some things have very sh simple short sales cycles but some things have very long involved ones uh and the more complex it is the more you can educate them through the book the shorter that sales cycle is going to be so that's a massive massive uh advantage um something else which is often overlooked is that it not it not only you building rapport and relationships with new people coming in, but actually you can really strengthen the relationships with your existing clients. So, you know, go back to what you said, you know, sign the book and give it to your existing clients. Again, it's a, it's a nice gift to give people. It has a high perceived value. They will keep it. And um, again, that, that you're, bu you're building that sort of reciprocity, but also if they read the book, then they will become better educated. They will have a better understanding of, of 
A, that you really know your stuff and B, why it's important and how it's benefiting them. And, and that will encourage them to stay with you for longer, spend more, use you more frequently. Um, the next thing is <clears throat> ties in with lead generation, but a little bit more specific is targeting your ideal client. So I did touch on this because of the process that you go through, the spicier process where you really focus in on who your ideal client is and what specific problem you want to solve for them. Those are the people it's going to attract. You know, when they read the book, when they see the book blurb, when they have, look at the first couple of pages, so they check out the reviews, immediately um, they, you know, it's going to resonate with them because it's precisely what they're looking for. Um, that also massively cuts down your marketing costs as well, because now that you know who that person is and what it is they want, your marketing can all be built around that rather than being the kind of shotgun approach. It can be a sniper rifle instead of a shotgun. Um, the next thing is it really helps with referrals. So because of all the sort of things I've talked about um, in terms of the other benefits, in terms of trust and expertise and rapport and relationship building, all of those things, all of that makes it more likely that people will refer you in the first place. They'll know, like, and trust you more and um, be happy with what you're doing. But also when it comes to referring, people can give their referral person a copy of your book and you can actually give copies of your book to clients and in order for them to refer on to you if they have people that are interested and, and again you can you know sign sign the copy so it's a great tool for referrals uh networking we talked about that earlier so you know take a box of books with you to an event sign them give them out to people it's not the business card that's going to get put in a drawer or thrown away and or maybe somebody discovers it six months later with a pile of other business cards and has and i've done this hasn't really just for the best can't remember who who it is that gave it to them um or why that doesn't happen um media coverage is another big one if you want it not everybody does but if you want to get um it might be something like a, a get, getting a guest blog post or a, or a podcast interview or a summit interview like this one, or it might be maybe you want to get on a, a network television show or something or into a magazine or something like that. Much, much easier to get media coverage if you can send, again, put a copy of your book in the post to somebody. Uh, uh, so, and again, it shows you, it puts you on the radar and shows you as an expert. So, and then finally, uh, again, another one that's often overlooked is creating legacy. So often, you know, as entrepreneurs, business owners, the people around us don't always understand what it is we do. So that can be really good for helping your, uh, sometimes your, your, uh, colleagues, uh, but certainly friends and family understand what you do. But if you want to pass the business on to a family member or you want to sell the business on you can you can set down values of the business like uh, uh, inside the book um so that that sort of dna of the business actually gets kind of encoded in in book form and uh communicated effectively to to other people so so those are you know nine different ways uh, and that a book can really help you and help your business. And of course, you can see how a lot of those things kind of interplay with each other. So there's a synergy there as well. They, they build on each other. And then you mentioned the different income streams that a book can support. So let's take a little deeper dive into that because there is a lot of things. I mean, you touched on royalties and we all know royalties aren't going to make a big difference. What makes a difference is being able to utilize this to sell a product, a service, consulting, coaching, whatever that piece is going to be. But there's some other opportunities that come along with that as well. I know you've touched on this a little bit with affiliates and some things. So let's take a little deeper dive into that, because I think one of the things you have to realize is with with a business book or pretty much any type of book, 
is there's opportunities for multiple revenue streams. And it's not just one thing. And you can you really got to make sure you have those things leveraged to be able to maximize the impact of your book. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that um, it's is a really useful exercise, and you can do it at the beginning before you start writing the book, when you go through that spicy process, is getting the clarity on uh, how you want to generate revenue with the book, because um, that can shape a little bit how you uh, the, the messaging that you put into the book. And you can mention products or services or things that you do within the book and in a non-salesy way, just as a, just as in a matter of passing. And you can have certainly have calls to action in the book. So that's, that's one thing definitely you want to have a call to action in the book to get people to, you know, sign up to, to an email list, you know, give them some good quality content so that you can communicate with them because otherwise the book sale is just a, it could be just a once and done. We don't want that. Um, so that is something to be thinking about as you actually create the book itself. But um, something which is uh, very popular now, which um, I, I'm sure a lot of people will be familiar with, maybe because they've been through as a, as a customer, even if they haven't done it themselves, is creating a book funnel. And so this can, and a book funnel can be used to sell all kinds of things, but typically a book funnel will be used to sell some kind of, some kind of course or coaching. Um, and, but it could be used to sell higher ticket stuff as well. So you might promote the book and this can be done through, through paid advertising it can be done through affiliates um, where they take a commission. So somebody buys the book and also this is a very popular strategy to do as part of a book launch as well, but it doesn't have to be, it can be a standalone thing. Um, so somebody buys the book and either they pay money for the book or they, um, um, maybe they might buy it from Amazon if you want to get it tracked for um, for, for ranking purposes in bestseller lists. Um, but anyway, they, they buy the book and they either have already put their card details in or they come back and they put an email in because they want to get bonus content. So they say, okay, take your receipt number, paste it in here, and we'll give you all this bonus stuff. And then they get that stuff. And then the next thing is they get offered some kind of upsell. So typically you would get usually two upsells. So it might be the, the book might be the first thing they buy. There might be an order bump on that page where they can get an extra thing that it might be $27, $37, that kind of price. And typically, uh, you know, I think the industry average is if you pick the right thing, it's about 20% of people will take that order bump just by literally by just checking a box on the page. So straight away, your, your cart value has gone from being just the price of the book to 20% of, let's say it's $37, that'd be $7.40 on top of that, just from the check in a box. And then they go to the to the OTO, the first OTO. OTO stands for one-time offer. So this is some kind of deal. And I'm sure anybody listening to this has experienced this, again, from the point of view of going through as a customer. But that is something which, it might be a course, and maybe the course is normally it's $500, but this is a one-time offer. You won't see it anywhere else, and you know there should be a genuine offer that you will not see anywhere else. But maybe the one-time offer is you can get it for ninety-seven dollars instead of four ninety-seven. That makes it very attractive. It also creates genuine scarcity. If they click off the page, they they can't get the offer again. Excuse me. Percentage of people will take that. That your cart value goes up again, and then maybe you have a second offer, and and it's something similar again at a, at a great discount, one time offer. They're not going to see it again, and a percentage of people will take that. So instead of having an average cart value of maybe just the price of the book, which might be say fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, maybe the average cart value now is thirty or forty or fifty dollars, depending on how well the the funnel is organized and how well targeted the the stuff that you're offering is for that for that audience. 
So that's a very, very powerful way of getting people buying courses and getting people engaged immediately when they're, when they're hot, when they've just bought the book. Um, but beyond that, the book can, again, the, going back to the point about writing the book that targets your ideal client, you know, get the clarity on what it is you want to offer them, what that product or service is. And the book can sell pretty much anything. So it's great for selling courses, online courses, obviously very high margin there. Um, great for consulting. Um, great for uh, if, if you want to get speaking gigs, you can talk about that and you can send the copies out to the people who who are responsible for booking speaking at particular events. Um, so it's, you know, uh, Coach, what have I said? Co courses, coaching, consulting, um, products and services. You know, again, you're educating your prospect. Um, you can sell them on that stuff, um, shorten the sales cycle and so on. So um, you can, there's there's tons of different ways you can sell through a book, both in terms of the actual process that follows, immediately follows the buying and getting people onto an email list, uh, but also in terms of writing the book that's going to sell whatever it is you want to you want to deliver to people. And John, what is the one final piece of advice that you'd like to share with our audience today? Um, I think the, the single most important thing that people can do uh, is to go through that exercise of the spice series. Soup, what, what is their superpower? Who is their ideal client? And what would be an irresistible offer for that client? Because if they can go through that, you know, and it's an it's a, basically an 80-20 analysis of what you could be doing with your business. And um, you know, I, this is one of the things, uh, you know, I learned to do the hard way because, you know, my first, one of the reasons my first business, uh, failed because I hadn't done this process. This is a process I learned later, figured it out the hard way. Um, most business owners I talked to haven't really done this. So just going through this process that can, you know, you can basically do, you can do a quick and easy version inside an hour to spend 20 minutes on each, each, each of the three things. That'll give you a level of clarity in your business that could be incredibly helpful and maybe get your business going in, in the right direction and probably save you a lot of time because it allows you to focus on the one thing that really matters rather than a whole bunch of things which maybe aren't so important. And then if you want to go on and create a book based on that, that's fantastic. But it, even if you never create the book, it will really help with getting the business going in the right direction. John, I want to thank you for being part of our summit. What is the best way for people to find you online? Uh, they can go to johntai.com or they can go to uh, crushitwithkindle.com where they can download a, f a free book. And of course, um, my books are on Amazon. Great. We're going to have that link below here as well in the video. John, thank you once again for being part of this. And I wish you all the best in your author journey ahead. Thank you, Paul.